It's September 12th. You're listening to the President's Daily Brief. I'm your host and former CIA officer, Brian Dean Wright. Your morning intel starts now. First up, for years, we have heard about dirty oil and dirty coal and dirty natural gas. All dirty because of their environmental record plus their tie to foreign dictators. Well, today begins a five-part series on Dirty Green. We'll explore the debate of whether renewable energy is really the picture of purity that we are often so told about, or whether there are dirty secrets to the environment and connections to dictators abroad. Today, we kick off the series exploring solar panels, and that's coming up. As always, I'm keeping an eye out for developing stories. Put this one on your radar. An important update on the war of attrition in Ukraine. One about recent battles and a second bit about a $60 billion bill that you are going to have to pay. And finally, the last thing before I let you go, it's a question from a listener who says that she doesn't know much about international affairs, but wonders if we can do more to hit Russia's pocketbook. But first, let's get started with today's main brief. Dirty Green, ladies and gentlemen, that is the new series that I will be doing here on the PDB asking some important questions about renewable energy. And that's because to date, most of us have been told that renewable energy is green energy, and it has virtually no environmental costs, unlike oil and gas. Plus, it's free of national security concerns, like tying ourselves to foreign dictators in the Middle East and so forth. But is that true? Because if it is, I mean, that would be wonderful. I sort of picture America twirling around in green fields like Julie Andrews in a scene from The Sound of Music. But what if it's not true? What if renewable energy actually involves, say, mining in those green fields with slave labor? And Julie Andrews is a communist in Beijing pumping out solar panels with dirty coal. In other words, what if the whole renewable enterprise is nothing but a mirage? A mirage that once you get close you realize is just dirty green. Today, we are going to begin unpacking all of those questions, and we are going to start with solar energy. Now, later this week, we will continue on with wind, batteries, uh, mining for those batteries, and of course, the electric vehicles soon to be driving on our streets. But first, one editorial note here. As I and two other folks researched this, our goal wasn't to bash renewable energy. Instead, it was to look at the facts, the record, and give it the same treatment given to oil and coal and natural gas, and then let you decide what to think about it and whether policymakers and the media are being honest with you and America. So with that, let's dive in. I want you to imagine that you have decided to install solar panels on your roof, but where did that panel come from? And I, and I don't mean from your local installer. I, I mean the panel itself. Where did it originate? To answer that question, we have to start taking the panel apart, remove the frame, take apart the big black shiny glass-like module, and then look at the individual solar cells. But actually, you have to keep going deeper into those individual cells because they all had a chemical birth, and it's called polysilicon. Now, to understand this key ingredient, I want you to imagine you're making bread. Now, it's an imperfect analogy, but roll with me. In the place of dough, imagine you're making and rolling out polysilicon. Now, this material is made through a complex, sometimes dangerous process named after a German company. It's called the Siemens process. Now, I won't bore you with the intricate details here, but here's what you need to know. 
It takes a lot of energy and know-how to make this polysilicon dough. But for a long time, only European and American companies knew how to do it. It was almost like a trade secret. Then in about 2006, there was an Italian man who used to work in America, and he made a deal with a Chinese company called Daquan Group. He agreed to tell them how to make the secret polysilicon dough in exchange for well, a different kind of dough, big piles of cash. Now, he was an expert in the process, and he wasn't supposed to share the information, but he did it anyway. That's according to a report from National Public Radio back in July of last year. But regardless, the result of what he did and of China's stealing of our intellectual property for years before, well, it was the birth of a global solar revolution because China could suddenly dominate the market. And not because of that Siemens dough process, although that was critical, but rather because the Chinese company, the Quan, added a new ingredient, very cheap electricity and very cheap labor. So a week ago during our Labor Day podcast, I told you about Xinjiang, China. It's a region in the very far western part of the country with two things in abundance. First, coal plants. Some of the greatest concentration of coal and coal plants in the world are in Xinjiang. And along with it, very cheap energy. So the second thing that Xinjiang has is slaves. The communists in Beijing have enslaved a group of people called the Uyghurs. They are ethnically different from other groups in China. They, they look different. They have a distinct culture. And they are Muslim as compared to the rest of the very atheist Chinese people. Well, all of that cheap energy and slave labor, it was like rocket fuel for creating cheap products of all kinds, from clothing to Christmas decorations. And yes, the polysilicon dough that is the foundation for creating solar panels. So how much of the world's polysilicon comes from China? Because that helps us answer the dirty green national security question. Again, if we're moving away from oil and the Middle East, where are we going to? Well, estimates vary, but most data from the U.S. Geological Service and Bloomberg News suggest around 75% of the world's supply of polysilicon comes from that one region of China, powered by coal and slaves. In the United States, by the way, we produce about 3%. Okay, so now that we have a foundation of our solar panel, the polysilicon dough, well, we have to keep baking and then slicing it up to enjoy it. That's the manufacturing process, as it were, for solar panels. So imagine that you've cooked your loaf of polysilicon. That loaf, by the way, is called an ingot in the manufacturing world of solar panels. But just like a loaf of bread, you have to slice it to properly enjoy it. And when you slice an ingot, you get wafers. And then with a bit more manufacturing, you get individual solar cells. Now, what's important for you to know here is that this manufacturing process is very, very energy intensive. That's why, once again, the cheap coal plants and the slaves in Xinjiang, China, are so very important. Because not only do the communists control about 75% of the polysilicon supply, again, the, the loaves of bread, they control over 90% of the wafers and 85% of the solar cells, or in other words, the slices of bread. And that data is according to a Bloomberg News analysis from last year. All right, well, let's get back to our baking, shall we? So now that we have our solar cells, all those slices of bread, we start to stick them all together into sheets, kind of like squishing slices of bread together side by side. And that creates something called the modules. Now, those are, for our purposes, basically the end product, more or less. 
I mean, it's true that we need a metal frame to keep it all from falling apart, but the point here is that China controls that module market as well, about 82% of the world's supply. America makes well, only about 10%. So let's summarize our solar supply chain facts so far. 75% of the world's polysilicon comes from China, over 90% of the wafers, and 85% of the solar cells. And to make sure that we are all tracking, that does not mean energy independence, quite obviously. We are not getting away from Middle Eastern oil dictators. Rather, we are hitching our wagons to communists in China instead. Oh, and we should also remember uh, two other dirty green environmental issues. First, coal is making everything that I've mentioned so far, from the polysilicon on downwards. Plus, along the manufacturing process, we have to add in copper and silver and zinc. And all that, of course, requires mining. And as we all know, mining is not exactly green. It requires massive amounts of electricity and diesel from oil and coal and natural gas. So the bottom line, folks, is that before we ever even put that solar panel on our roof, we have a nasty case of dirty green sponsored by slave labor in China. Uh, but we are not done with how dirty it really is. To understand why that's true, we have to refresh our memories from last week. America is not supposed to import goods from that Xinjiang area in China because of the slaves. Now, Joe Biden signed that into law. It's called the Uyghur Forced Labor Prevention Act. And that was last December when he signed it. And of course, China knows that. So what they've done, in fact, what they've encouraged is for their solar companies to move final production to other nations in Southeast Asia to avoid this new law. Specifically, they are moving to Vietnam, Thailand, and Cambodia. And then Chinese companies slap on a new label that says definitely not made in China, wink, wink, and then puts them on ships that run on diesel, of course, and chug over to America. And then we put those panels on diesel-operated trains and trucks, and then you put it on your roof. Probably not aware that you have just contributed to a global dirty green problem. But this last bit does actually raise somewhat of a question about solar panels getting here from Southeast Asian nations like Thailand. Since we obviously know that that's happening, why aren't we stopping it? Well, there's one reason for that. Joe Biden is letting it happen. So here's what we know. Back in June, the Commerce Department in this country was investigating Vietnam and Thailand and Cambodia for this cheating Chinese issue. But Joe Biden put a stop to that investigation. Specifically, he issued a declaration saying that we have an emergency, a climate emergency, and that justified an effective end to the investigation. Now, it's true the investigation will continue, but nobody in Thailand or the other countries will be punished if they are caught cheating. According to CNBC reporting, senior Biden officials described this declaration as creating a quote-unquote bridge temporarily allowing cheap foreign solar panels made by slaves to flood into the United States in order to speed up the transition to quote-unquote clean energy. Now, to be fair, Joe Biden says that over the next couple of years, there will be a new solar supply chain built up here at home. And that's because he passed the $380 billion Inflation Reduction Act that included billions of incentives to get it done. But is he right? Will that actually happen? Well, in two years' time, not a chance. Industry analysts predict that it'll take anywhere from 5 to 15 years, some say 20, 
to build out an America-only supply chain, from the polysilicon dough to the cutting of the loaf, again, the ingots and the wafers, and then final assembly of the panels themselves. So that is the deal with the devil that Joe Biden has made, one that either, frankly, is not going to work or will take at least a decade or more. And before we wrap up today's brief, we have one final dirty green fact to talk about. China's solar panels, well, actually most solar panels, have a lifespan of about 10 to 15 years. And then they get taken down and, well, thrown away in a dump, where studies have shown that they leach toxic chemicals. And if that dump isn't properly sealed, those solar panel chemicals will soak into the groundwater, water that we will eventually drink or put on our lawns or our irrigated crops. There are efforts to figure out recycling programs. I briefed you back on July 15th about this challenge following a report from the LA Times. But to refresh our memories here, even though California has been installing solar panels for 20 years and they now have millions of panels set to retire, well, they sort of forgot about recycling. Well, there have been some efforts to kickstart recycling, but they've got an economics problem. A study by the National Renewable Energy Laboratory estimated that it would cost about $1 to $2 per solar panel to send it to a landfill. But to recycle that solar panel, that's going to take you $20 to $30 per panel. And you're only going to get about $2 to $4 back in recycled material. And so for now, California trucks most of those old panels to Arizona to get recycled, using diesel-powered dump trucks, by the way. Or they just send them directly to landfills in California, which may or may not be sealed to then prevent leaching. Oh, dear. And that, folks, ends the presentation of facts and puts us into analysis. So what do we think about all of this? Well, if you were in the White House this morning with these facts in hand about dirty green energy, here is what I would encourage you to consider. Are you surprised about how dirty solar panels are? Because most Americans probably would be. And that's wrong. We deserve the truth about dirty green energy, just as we do dirty oil or dirty coal. When the American people drive down a road and they see solar panels on houses or in fields, everybody should know something. Those solar panels should not fill your head with images of a pure twirling Julie Andrews from The Sound of Music. Americans should know that buried inside of those panels are metals mined from around the world with oil and gas and diesel. They should know that the panels are almost certainly made by slave labor from hands belonging to a persecuted group called the Uyghurs. They should know that the panels are made in foreign factories powered by coal. And eventually, most of those panels are slipped into America by cheating Chinese companies with fake labels from Vietnam and Thailand and Cambodia, all while making the communists billions of dollars. And by the way, Joe Biden doesn't seem to care about that. In fact, he sees them as, quote, a helpful bridge. Ah, and not to be forgotten, in about 10 to 15, maybe 20 years time, we will have hundreds of millions of solar panels that will have to come down probably sent to your local landfill. And sadly, the chemicals and materials inside those panels will leach. Now, if you're unlucky, that poison will go straight into your drinking water and the water that irrigates our crops. And then we will have a silent crisis popping up in city after city. So what do we do about all of this? Well, that's the second step, and it'll come. But first, we have to educate ourselves about the facts. And the facts are, ladies and gentlemen, that solar energy 
is very, very dirty. Coming up, ladies and gentlemen, a closer look at what's on my radar. One quick brief for you on two very important developments out of Ukraine. We'll be right back. Hey, Mike Baker here. Did you know that a recent survey found that seven in 10 parents get an average of three hours of sleep a night in their baby's first year? I don't know. That sounds like like a lot more sleep than we got during our baby's first year. Mothers, you deserve quality sleep. And here's how you can make that happen. Cozy Earth. Discover the secret to better sleep with Cozy Earth's luxurious bedding products. And now here's an exclusive Mother's Day. Don't forget Mother's Day is coming up. It's a Mother's Day offer just for our listeners. Use code PDB for 35% off at CozyEarth.com. Cozy Earth bedding products are crafted with temperature-regulating technology. It's adapting to your body's needs through all phases of motherhood. They use only the very best fabrics, materials, and weaves, offering superior softness that invites you to sink into a world of comfort. We use these sheets of the Baker Compound, and I'm telling you, they are terrific. And Cozy Earth stands by the quality and longevity of its products. Enjoy a 100-night sleep trial and a 10-year warranty on all purchases. That's a 10-year warranty. Built to last through the hardest days and the longest nights of motherhood. Incorporating Cozy Earth products into your self-care routine can enhance sleep quality and overall wellness. This Mother's Day, treat your mom to the luxury, come on, she deserves, with Cozy Earth bedding and sleepwear. Head over to CozyEarth.com and use promo code PDB for 35% off. After placing your order, select Podcast in the survey, and then select PDB in the drop-down menu that follows. Mike Baker here. I want to take just a minute to talk about something of real importance to you and your family's financial well-being, and that's life insurance. Look, I know, it's not everyone's favorite topic, and, and a lot of folks avoid talking about it or they put it off, thinking it's too costly or too complicated or you'll get to it some other day. And it's true, finding the right policy on your own can be time-consuming and complex. But I'm here to tell you, life insurance is an important safety net for your family. And that's why I'm happy to tell you about Policy Genius. Policy Genius is the country's leading online insurance marketplace. It saves you time and money so you can provide your family with a financial safety net starting today. With Policy Genius, you can find life insurance policies that start at just $292 per year for a million dollars of coverage. Some options offer same-day approval and avoid unnecessary medical exams. Now, for me, having an appropriate life insurance policy, well, it means less stress, less worry. I know that my amazing wife and our kids will be properly taken care of and provided for should something happen to me. Now, back when I was in the market for life insurance, and that was a while back, I did my searching the old-fashioned way. Lots of telephone calls, paperwork, faxes, maybe even a beeper. I would have loved to have Policy Genius to streamline the whole process. Policy Genius helps you compare all your options from top companies and provides a team of unbiased, licensed experts to walk you through the decision making. You can compare quotes with just a few clicks, find just the right policy, and Bob's your uncle. And they've got thousands of five star reviews on Google and Trustpilot from customers who found the best fit for their needs. Check life insurance off your to-do list in no time with Policy Genius. Head to policygenius.com or click the link in the description to get your free life insurance quotes and see how much you could save. That's policygenius.com. Welcome back to the PDB. As always, I'm watching a few other stories this morning. Put this one on your radar. Over the past five days or so, you've probably seen or heard headlines about Ukraine winning some really important and surprising victories against the Russians. Well, this morning, I'm going to briefly explain what's going on, what I'm hearing from both friends and official reports alike. 
But to understand the latest, you have to know that the fighting in Ukraine is divided into fronts, the northern front, the southern front, and the central front. So about a week ago or so, the Russians moved some of their best troops from the northern front to the southern front. Now, when they did that, the Russians left behind a skeleton force up north in an area known by the city of Kharkiv. Now, these guys were not Russia's best soldiers holding the line. They were not well-trained nor robustly equipped. Well, that left an opening for the Ukrainians and American forces secretly on the ground, and they absolutely took advantage of it. And the Russians were punched hard. They abandoned territory. They abandoned equipment. They retreated. Although exactly how much was left behind is still being calculated. Now, it's true that the Ukrainians got punched back as well. There were long lines of ambulances racing back to Kiev and elsewhere with injured and dead Ukrainian soldiers. But there is no doubt the Ukrainians and its Western backers landed a major punch to Moscow's face over the past five days. And in fact, Russia has acknowledged as much, although they're saying that the loss and the retreat was really just about, quote unquote, regrouping. So what does this mean for the overall arc of the war? You know, who's going to win this war of attrition? It's too early to call it. And if you hear anyone making sweeping generalizations one way or the other at this moment, they are fools. Now, why do you care about all this in the midst of all the challenges here at home? Well, consider this. Last Wednesday, Ukraine's President Volodymyr Zelensky announced his country's budget for next year. He and his advisors acknowledged that they are running $5 billion short each month, or that's $60 billion over a year. So who do you think will be paying that $60 billion bill? Yes, my friends, that is you. By the way, uh, to put that $60 billion into perspective, Joe Biden's budget for Head Start to help America's kids is $12 billion. Again, $60 billion for Ukraine. Speaking of kids, that's actually who's paying the tab for the $60 billion. Because we don't have an extra $60 billion just lying around. We will issue debt to cover Ukraine's debt, plus interest. So really, your kids will pay for it. Your grandkids. And frankly, great-grandkids, probably. Because it's adding to our $30 trillion debt that we already have. So as ever, I defer to you on whether that $60 billion investment is worth it or not. And with that, one more thing before I let you go. A listener question today. We'll be right back. You're cruising down the highway. Windows rolled down. Tunes blasting from the radio. You're in the zone and living the dream. Suddenly, your car sputters, coughs, and throws a wrench in your whole day. Tow trucks, repair bills, the dream turns into a nightmare. Don't wait until car trouble steals your peace of mind. Visit CarShield now at carshield.com carlson. For nearly 20 years, CarShield has helped millions of drivers avoid the stress of major repairs. They offer plans covering up to 5,000 parts and systems, from your engine and transmission to electronics and more, all for a low monthly rate that fits your budget. CarShield plans also include unlimited miles, 24-7 roadside assistance, and rental options. Get peace of mind now. Visit CarShield online at carshield.com carlson. Join millions of customers and contact CarShield now to save 20%. Visit carshield.com slash carlson. That's carshield.com slash carlson. Visit now. Hey, Mike Baker here. Well, we made it through winter. Look at that. And spring, well, it's in full bloom, which of course means summer is just around the corner. You see how I figured that out? And that means more time spent outdoors. Not to mention, you got to get into summer shape, huh? Factor can help you spend less time in the kitchen 
and make sure you're eating well and meeting your wellness goals. Factors no prep, no mess meals save time and help with getting and keeping you in great shape for summer, thanks to the menu of chef-crafted meals with options like Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Factors fresh, never-frozen meals are dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great-tasting meals. Make today the day you kickstart a new healthy routine. Seriously, it's going to be beach time soon. What are you waiting for? With 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week, you'll always have new flavors to explore. And you keep kitchen time to a minimum. Factor meals are ready in two minutes. No shopping, no prepping, no cooking or cleaning up. Factor is part of our meal routine at the Baker Compound. And I can tell you, food is delicious and it's a complete time saver. Head to factormeals.com slash pdb50, that's five zero, and use code pdb50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code pdb50 at factormeals.com slash pdb50. You get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Welcome back to the PDB, ladies and gentlemen. I've got one more thing before I let you go this morning. Katie from somewhere in America wrote in asking about how or whether we could better stop the world from buying Russian oil, gas, or diesel. But before we get to her question, I want to flag the coolest part of her note. So here it is. This international stuff is a new world for me. So I don't even know how to begin thinking through all the implications of stopping countries from buying Russian oil, but I thought perhaps you could help me understand. Ah, Katie, this is great because you are digging into a world that frankly, most people don't understand. Even fancy people with, with doctorate degrees in Washington, D.C. Who, who think they understand. But my job is to help you bit by bit to understand all the confusing stuff so you can make your own decisions and tell your policymakers what to do. So keep digging, Katie, and keep asking lots of questions. I love it. Okay, so here is Katie's question. I was wondering what the pros and cons might be to sanctioning India and China and anybody else who buys Russian oil. I mean, in light of your brief that Europe is buying lots more oil too, it seems like we should have our allies get themselves straight first, but I'm just wondering if we can find a way to make the sanctions more effective. Well, amen to this, Katie. We should probably have our own house in order first, shouldn't we? Uh, we can't possibly sanction other countries for buying Russian oil and gas and other products when we're buying it ourselves. And from my previous briefs to you, we are buying this stuff. We're buying lots of Russian energy products and materials like aluminum. And that includes both the United States and Europe. But we've got two other big issues to consider. First, there's an unfortunate chunk of the world that actually likes Putin or hates us in the West. So that's a pretty big hurdle. Or they have their own economic interests. They want cheap oil for their own people, like in India. So trying to get everybody to crack down on Russia right now is just really hard. In fact, it's almost an impossible scenario. But second, let's just say that we managed to get everybody on board. Well, economists globally say that the shock of losing Russian energy especially if we crack down overnight or over the very short term, well, that would induce astronomical levels of inflation, plus a global recession, maybe even a global depression. Now, it's possible that you could make up for some of that lost sanctioned Russian supply by pumping out American oil or gas, but that's not going to happen. 
Climate change politics have America and Europe firmly by the hand, shall we say. That's why I push so hard on diplomacy. I have no love for Russia or Putin. Instead, I see that we are locked in a many years long war where we are funding Russia even as we are fighting them. And that, Katie, is bonkers. You don't have to have a degree in international relations to see that. And with that, ladies and gentlemen, we conclude your morning brief. As always, we close out the show reminding each other of why we are here, talking about our country and our world. It's the creed of every good spy and every smart American. It's from John chapter 8, verse 32. And you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. Good day. You've heard it said, and it's true. Time is our most precious commodity. And the question is, how can you spend it wisely to improve yourself and the people around you? Well, I'm glad you asked. Let me tell you about a great way to continue the lifelong process of learning, and that's Hillsdale College. Hillsdale College is offering more than 40 free online courses in the most important and enduring subjects. You can learn about the works of C.S. Lewis, the stories in the book of Genesis, the meaning of the U.S. Constitution, the rise and fall of the Roman Republic, or the history of the ancient Christian church with Hillsdale College's online courses, all available for free. Correct, I did say free. As an example, sign up for Constitution 101, the meaning and history of the U.S. Constitution. Now, in this 12-lecture course, you'll explore the design and purpose of the Constitution, the challenges it faced during the Civil War, and how it's been undermined for more than a century by progressivism and liberalism. The course is self-paced, so you can start whenever and wherever. Enroll now in Constitution 101. Our country needs more Americans who understand the Constitution and can defend the freedom of the American people against the encroachments of an increasingly large and unaccountable government. Go right now to hillsdale.edu pdb to enroll. There's no cost, and it's easy to get started. That's hillsdale.edu pdb to register. Hey, Mike Baker here. Well... Spring is in full swing, and for millions of folks, that means yard work and gardening, am I right? Now, here's a pro tip for those of you looking to spruce up your landscaping. Fast Growing Trees is the largest online nursery in the U.S. They've got over 10,000 plant varieties and millions of satisfied customers. Save yourself the time and trouble of multiple trips to those crowded nurseries. You know what I'm talking about. Fast Growing Trees is a complete time saver. From fruit trees to houseplants, they have it all, and it's delivered right to your doorstep. Plus, their plant experts are always available for advice. They can tell you what grows best in your area, how to plant, when to plant. It's like having your own expert gardener. And here's the best part. This spring, they have up to half off on select plants. And listeners to the President's Daily Brief can get an extra 15% off by using promo code PDB at checkout. So go to FastGrowingTrees.com and use promo code PDB at checkout.